It's Wednesday, March 9th. I'm Sarah Y. Kim. The Baltimore County Council's revised redistricting map still draws ire from the local NAACP. Maryland's GOP senators launch a drive for what they say will be meaningful tax relief. Baltimore City uses millions in ARPA funds to create a jobs training program. Local health systems team up to send medical supplies to Ukraine. The war there continues to drive up gas prices in Maryland and across the country. And a doctor tells us what you need to know about Evusheld, a COVID antibody treatment for the immunocompromised. It's The Daily Dose from WYPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Maryland's largest school district has lifted its mask mandate. Montgomery County Public Schools has decided to make mask wearing optional for students and staff. Just last week, the State Board of Education gave the leeway to each school district to make their own plans. The move is effective immediately. As states across the U.S. drop pandemic-related mandates, Hawaii on Tuesday became the 50th and final state to announce that it will drop its universal indoor mask mandate. Hawaii's governor announced yesterday that the mandate would no longer be in effect starting on March 26th. Puerto Rico said on Monday that its mask mandate would be lifted for most places on Thursday. Two abortion bills were at the center of an hour-long debate in the House of Delegates today. WYPR's Callan tanzel has more. One bill, which would, among other things, fund training for more medical providers to perform abortions in the state, faced nine proposed amendments from Republican lawmakers, all of which failed. Carroll County Delegate April Rose argued the $3.5 million designated for the abortion provider training should instead go to the Neonatology Fellowship Program at the University of Maryland Medical Center. Every woman in the state of Maryland should have access to good medical care to help them have support so that they can hopefully bring their babies into this world, that they can be cared for properly. Baltimore County Democrat Delegate Maggie McIntosh said that program doesn't need the funds. The program is a good program, an important program, and it is fully funded, specifically because it can receive federal funds. Both bills passed and will have a final committee debate before heading to the Senate. For WYPR News, I'm Callan tansel Suddeth. The Baltimore County Council's redrawn council district map, which was ordered by a federal judge, does not include a second-majority black district, as demanded by groups suing the county. WYPR's John Lee reports the county filed its new map with the court last night, just before a midnight deadline. Judge Lydia K. Grigsby gave the county some wiggle room. She ordered it to come up with a map with either a second black majority district or one that gives black voters the opportunity to elect a representative of their choice. It is the second option that County Council Chairman Julian Jones believes the county's new map satisfies. But clearly it was something else that she was willing to accept. And that is what we are trying or that's what we've submitted. The new map keeps the one black majority district and creates two other districts where all minorities combined make up a majority of the people in the district. The NAACP wants two black majority districts because the county is about 30 percent African-American. John Lee, WIPR News. The House of Delegates gave preliminary approval today to a bill to ban ghost guns, those unregistered and untraceable firearms that can be bought online without a background check. 
The bill would ban buying, selling, and transferring an unfinished frame or receiver if it does not have a serial number imprinted by a licensed manufacturer, starting June 1st of this year. Baltimore City has launched a jobs training program funded by $9 million in federal pandemic relief money. WYPR's Emily Sullivan reports. The train-up program will connect more than 1,600 Baltimoreans who lost work during the pandemic to job trainings in a slew of industries, including healthcare, hospitality, and manufacturing. The program will also include access to wraparound services. Mayor Brandon Scott touted that support at a news conference today. It offers a holistic approach to meet the needs of our residents by equipping them with the tools and resources that will not only help them obtain a job, but will help them keep that job and maximize the opportunity. Those resources include free legal services, behavioral mental health services, and financial counseling. The mayor's Office of Employment Development will run the program, along with 17 training partners, including Goodwill and OpenWorks. Emily Sullivan, WYPR News. The University of Maryland Medical System and Johns Hopkins Medicine are partnering to donate $4 million worth of medical supplies for the people of Ukraine. Supplies include airway aspirators, medical air compressors, beds, oxygen concentrators, and face masks. The World Health Organization has confirmed several reports of Russian attacks on Ukraine's healthcare system, which is facing critical supply shortages due to the invasion. The continuing rise in gas prices as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is also taking a toll on Maryland residents who drive for a living. AAA says the average cost in Maryland is now $4.19 a gallon, which is 59 cents more than a week ago. The higher prices are leading to concerns about delivery and rideshare shortages because drivers won't be able to afford the cost of gas. Companies like Lyft, DoorDash and Uber say they do have cashback programs for drivers to help them save money on gas. Maryland's GOP senators launched a drive today for what they called meaningful tax relief. WYPR's Joel McCord reports. In a morning news conference, Senator Brian Simonaire, the Republican leader, said a House-passed package of bills to exempt items such as baby bottles and infant car seeds from sales tax doesn't go far enough. So what we're proposing will give over $340 million in the first year of tax relief. And then by fiscal year 2027, it'll be 10 times what the House is proposing. He called for lawmakers to pass bills to repeal the tax on digital downloads enacted last year and a measure that connects the state gas tax to the rate of inflation. Senator Mike Huff of Frederick County said the last bill wouldn't cut taxes, but it could stop a potential increase. And I think most people, the vast majority of people would say right now with gas prices at a record level, now is the wrong time to increase the gas tax. Those bills are awaiting committee action. I'm Joel McCord, WYPR News. The man who made history receiving the first pig heart transplant passed away at the University of Maryland Medical Center yesterday. David Bennett, a handyman from Hagerstown, was 57. He underwent his procedure two months ago at the medical center because he did not qualify for a human heart transplant. The University of Maryland Medical Center did not announce an exact cause of death, but said that Bennett's condition deteriorated in the days leading up to his passing. While COVID-19 vaccines are helping us return to a semblance of normal life, 
they don't necessarily protect some immunocompromised individuals. One relatively new form of treatment that can help is an antibody drug called Evusheld. It's under emergency use authorization by the FDA. It comes in two shots, administered on the same day. Dr. Carol Miller is the director of the Cancer Institute at Ascension St. Agnes. She's been charged by the state health department with distributing Evusheld. This will never, ever be a drug for everybody because most people respond to vaccines. And that is what's called active immunity, where either due to infection or due to vaccines, vaccines are better, um, you, your own body makes antibody and that antibody protects you and decreases your risk. What we're giving is something called passive immunity. So the treatment gives the patient antibodies. The patient's immune system does not have to make its own antibodies. That also means the immunity kicks in faster. Dr. Miller says it takes 24 to 48 hours to take effect. Scientists are still collecting data to figure out exactly how long immunity lasts. They currently estimate it's up to six months. A doctor's order is required for Evisheld. Supply is limited, and it's not something you can get just because you don't want the vaccine. One of the criteria is that you either have gotten the vaccine and failed to respond or statistically weren't able to respond, or you have a real strong medical contraindication to getting the vaccine. Patients don't necessarily need to get antibody testing to see if they qualify. Certain diseases like leukemia and medications make it highly likely your body isn't responding to vaccines. If you're worried about taking a relatively new treatment, Dr. Miller says keep in mind, while Evisheld itself is new, it didn't just come up out of nowhere. We've been giving antibodies to help people fight infections for over 100 years. People have been getting antibody gamma globulin shots, you know, uh, monoclonal antibodies against certain infections. So this is something we've done for a long time. If you think you might be a candidate, Dr. Miller says talk to your doctor. We're always happy to hear from you, and we'll be here for you again on Friday. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WIPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Big thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, John Lee, Joel McCord, Emily Sullivan, and Callan Tanzel Suddeth. Our digital content director is Jamila Kremple, and our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. Stay healthy, stay sane, and stand together. I'm Sarah Y. Kim. Thanks for listening.